Oh. We're off. Hello. God. I'm so tired right now. Is it the Indica or the work? Is it was that Indica? Uh probably. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes. No, yeah, it's a little a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Looking at your eyes, it's definitely an Indica. <laughs> They're close. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I'm actually do this whole podcast with my eyes closed. Yo! Now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies that never really rose. Only survivors, your gods, your masters, and your loyalty to the fucking I was going to say, are you, like, fucking napping right now? Uh, <laughs> like, dude, we just you were, started, When you dude. were upstairs, I almost fell asleep. Sitting up. It's a cozy... You're in the cozy spot. Yeah, the cozy. You're in the Louie chair, but... Oh, hey, big news. Um, Louie's not going to be able to nut on that chair anymore Thank after tomorrow. God. Actually, no. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> you're going to miss the smell? <laughs> I'm going to miss the smell. And, and the crust you every know time smell you crazy down. down in this basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know it smells crazy down here. It does not smell crazy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It looks like it smells crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like it smells like a fucking dungeon. But uh, nah, we're chilling. Cum- we have good cum- odors down here. The cumgen. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the episode name now. <laughs> the cum- Welcome to the, the cumgen, cum- gentlemen. <laughs> but yeah, dude, for real, I didn't think like it was going to hit me that hard. Like getting him neutered. Oh, you're like upset. Well, yeah, like I am a little upset. Like, like for I, him though. Well, yeah, and you know, I feel like I'm just doing something really selfish, you know. Because he won't. Because he's like, it'll calm him down. Well, not only will it calm him down, it'll stop him from coming on everything. That's good. I mean, that's kind it'll of make him less just like aggressive in general. You know, obviously you're castrating something. You're taking all their testosterone away. Right. Well, not all of it, but you know what the fuck I'm well, saying. He's grown and he's gotten most of what he needed. Uh, to get. We waited a year. Yeah, like, but he I, tossed out. I didn't think it was gonna fuck with me as bad as it did, bro. For just real, like, because oh man, like back in the day, <laughs> it's again part of that whole just like growing up psyop. Everything is normal. What you grow up with, yeah. And so, for to me, like fixing animals, like spaying and neutering, like. It was just a normal thing you did. You know, you're a kid. You don't really fully grasp. It's like a surgery on genitals. Like, you don't really, like... Right, because it's a dog. So you're just like, yeah. hey, he's getting his balls chopped off. And I don't know, man. Maybe it actually is, like, all the trans talk lately and all the genital mutilation and all the, like, you know, even, like, us and the boys, like, we talk about circumcision and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's, like, so much more talked about now that, like, I feel like the genital mutilation part is just like in the forefront of my mind. Like I'm like not stoked in. for little man. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, it is like a, the cultural like drive of like having to mutilate your genitals on a regular, you know, it's like necessity. It's like a necessity for life. Yeah. And just the fact that it's talked about on Fox and CNN is. that like, it's in the forefront of my brain now. And yeah, yeah. now I'm like too sensitive to even take my dog to get fixed. <laughs> But isn't that funny, too, the word fixed? Don't worry, buddy. I won't let him steal your foreskin. I was thinking about that, bro. 
just like how we call it like fixing dogs yeah that is funny isn't it because it's like i guess the idea is it calms them down so it's fixing them fixes their behavior yeah, but it it's like the behavior issues. yo we're like lobbing clits off over here what the fuck yeah yeah that no that's not normal well, i don't know with the female you're just taking i guess yeah taking the ovaries out right I know that was obviously like a terrible joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing like African, like tribal. Dude, have you seen the the videos of like there are still some some like groups? I don't even know what the politically correct word villages tribes. tribes I guess tribes are they POTs? People of tribes. People of tribes. That's okay. Good. Yeah, let's go with that. So these POTs over in Africa, there's like a guy. I think he's called like a coyote. And he has sex with, like, these women. Like, that's their, like, right into womanhood is, like, they lose their virginity. Oh, he breaks them in. Yeah, and he it's like Gross. he's this one chosen guy in the village, and he has to ceremonially, like you said, break them of their virginity. Right. And so it's kind of like a coming-of-age ceremony right. for these women of this tribe. Yeah. And they asked the guy, like, aren't you worried about, like, diseases and infecting all these women? He's like... Oh, no, I have AIDS. And he's, like, laughing about it. He's like, I have AIDS. Oh, He's just giving it to, like, all of his partners, all of his kids. What the fuck? Yeah. And over there, they treat it a little different because, like, AIDS is, like, African AIDS and, like, the American version of it were almost sort of different. We had gay AIDS. They had bushmeat AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Like, gay AIDS is brought on by an onset of several factors um, basically just doing a fuckload of poppers and getting fucked up all the time and then promiscuous sex. <laughs> uh, th- those are all coupled together to utterly devastate your immune system. Yeah. Uh, turns out. <laughs> so over According there... According to what book did you read that in? That Was that RFK Jr.'s book? Yeah, RFK Jr.'s book about Fauci, which they actually put a movie out of it now, and it is free. On, if you look it up online, it's free on some website right now till October 31st, and you nice. can watch the movie for the non-readers. Like me, <laughs> the, the fucking retards like me, the yeah. illiterate fucking cavemen. The non-readers, they 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 finally they put it on tape for y'all. Good. So it's de- I think it's definitely worth a watch. Just need like an Adam Curtis documentary. Of course, I can sit here for four hours good. and recite most of it to you. You know, right? Very softly, ASMR like. You know, but uh, yeah, the fucking oh god, I totally derailed it with the AIDS thing. But I know you have a hard on for Fauci, dude. I know you do. Yeah, I just want to hug him. I want to hug him and kiss him. You, you know? got a heart on for him. I know you want to bring down the deep state, I want to give dude. Him COVID. <laughs> you're you're so honestly. I think you're the most MAGA of them all. You're bringing down the deep state, baby, and we're nah, starting with Fauci. I'm trying to replace the deep state. I'm trying to become <laughs> the deep state. Is this the new replacement theory? Yes. Replace the deep state yeah, with we, us. Yeah, <laughs> we will replace you. I'm not going to start chanting the other one. Uh, let's not do that one. <laughs> yeah. Seville was a wild time, huh? <laughs> did you ever see the, uh, did you see like the live footage of it when it happened? No. Oh, man. I was on the live stream that day. It was pretty insane. Of course you were. Of course I was. I've, I'm there for all of it, baby. You took a break from the cooming and was like, oh, wait, shit's popping off. Oh, shit's popping off. Yeah. <laughs> I know you love a good pop off, too. I am. I'm a big fan of things popping off, things happening, you know? You're you're like a kid getting fireworks from the ice cream truck. Yeah. The fireworks are just like social conflagration. <laughs> and sick. a lot of C4 instead well, of M80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Weapons grade. But my brain's fucking fried right now. I can't think. 
Unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, where were we? Dog getting his balls chopped off, right? Well, see, now you're going to make me sad all over again <laughs> if we bring it back up. Let's talk about... Another thing Let's that made about me you sad... you getting your balls chopped off. No, no, even worse. I definitely don't want that. Um, another thing that made me sad, though, was... Do you remember... There were, like, memes and articles about, like, the world's dirtiest man. Yeah, I saw that. From Iran. Yeah, 07s for all the non-bathers out there. You guys lost a king. Yeah, he died. Because he washed himself. (laughs) Because he finally took a bath. Dude, yeah, I pulled up an article. I guess if you're that fucking dirty, like, it's like putting sand in a fucking microchip. You know, you can't do that shit. Yeah, his name is Amu Haji who did not bathe for half a century, reportedly ate roadkill and smoked a pipe filled with animal excrement. This is what Ted K, this is what Ted K wanted. <laughs> this, is, this is his final form. He smoked a pipe full of shit? Yeah. He, he smoked his own shit? He, of animal excrement. Oh. He ate roadkill and smoked animal scat out of a pipe. He's like, this is tobacco. And <laughs> this yeah, is kind of like tobacco. He, uh... He lived to be 94. He didn't bathe for over 50 years. So I guess, like, he just turned 40 and yeah, was like, went feral. fuck this. Yeah. I'm Reached kinda, I'm his final form. Him. I'm, I'm with, with it. him, dude. Yeah. But uh, apparently he would take, um, the article says he would bathe in fire. That was his philosophy. He would, uh, he would like, bathe in soot. He said, like, it's the same thought process as, like, water bathing. He's, it's an, like, he's an activated charcoal guy. <laughs> he was the first activated, activated charcoal, charcoal guy. guy dude. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a crystal girl underneath all of yeah. this. A beautiful hot. But he was saying like the heat, boobed. the heat in the in the soot kills all the bacteria. So he's like, dude, like you don't fucking need need to water bathe at all. It's and honestly, he fucking is kind of like a beacon for like natural immunity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we 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 joke about you know being immune to coronavirus because you know we smoke so much but there's there's probably something to that same thing is like i don't get sick because i drank out of the hose as a kid right you know we were dirty kids we weren't purell generation you know and there's something to say about that i I saw a really fucked up video of a baby um and she was going up to everything that was on the wall at her level and putting her hands underneath it and going like this thinking it was hand sanitizer she thought everything was hand sanitizer how scarred we made That's these fucked, kids. Dude. Yeah, we've we fucked social development and like like that generation of kids is going to be a bunch of freaks like that came up during COVID. They're going to be fucked, man. Two years old and was already doing that shit. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to do I guess I should do an experiment and just stop bathing. Right? What do you think he smelled like? I don't know, honestly. I mean, I guess he smelled like a big fire pit walking around fire at, pit and animal poop. At <laughs> some point, you probably just like stop smelling. I don't believe that for a second. I do. I, I mean, it just gets worse. I don't know. I mean, dude, we all know what our balls smell like a couple days in. This is true. Dude, there's no way you can cover well, that. Well, here's up. the thing. It's not like you're impressing any any ladies at the moment. Shit. So, this could be like a this, true This could be your raw meat experiment. Not bathing. This is You know what? This could be your claim to fame and you could <laughs> blow up on TikTok. You could be like the raw meat diet. Days no bad experiment guy just yeah every day take a video of like one day no bath that's it and then next (laughs) day second day no bath and all your timeline is nothing but single like three second clips of you selfieing 384 
thousand days. <laughs> no bath. Yeah, no bath. I've made it so far. That would be incredible. No, I'd, be, I'd smell terrible. If I go two days without washing my hair, it fucking turns into a grease pit. It's just too fine. You do have luscious locks, man. I'm it jealous. It just gets like greasy and it's fucking disgusting. Like, I, I don't think it's a secret. I'm hat fishing everybody. Like I, fishing. I am the Tim Pool reveal. The Tim Pool reveal. <laughs> Yo, I'm not above it. Yo, yeah. I am not above it. Tim, t- I think he got his beanie yanked off on stream one time by like when he was out among Antifa. Oh yeah, and he got so tilted about it. So incredibly tilted. He, I mean, he's just like a tilted guy. Like he's he he's always on edge. I've actually completely stopped listening to him. I, I, I dabble in sometimes depending on the guest. I anytime I've tried see the, the ghost girl, the, the the sad Catholic ghost girl. Well, anytime I've tried to jump back in, anytime I've tried to be like, oh, this looks like a cool guest or cool topic. There's so much fucking like Republican Party shilling going yeah, on that like I can it's unlistenable. I can't understand where that's coming from. Because he's making money. I mean... What are you fucking talking about? He's sure, making sure, sure, fucking sure, sure. hand over but, fist grifting. But, but I think he actually believes half the shit he's saying now. I don't think it's just like a grift. Well, I think he wholeheartedly believes some of the dumbass shit he says. And that's a criticism he touted about the left for a long time was that like, you know, he's like... He used to always say, I feel sorry for these people because they come out and repeat these lies over and over enough to where your your reality gets distorted so much where you start believing your own bullshit and you're in these echo chambers where everybody validates you to where you start believing your own bullshit. And so the same exact criticism Tim Pool had of the left, he's now now experiencing with these right-wing grifters. And it might be grifters that are using Tim Pool. See, that's the thing. He's getting caught up. a huge audience. Yeah, they're just like, yo, here, I can come on this guy's show, spout off. Dude, they talk to like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They let that gorilla come (laughs) into their fucking compound. (laughs) blonde gorilla. (laughs) <laughs> dude i mean yeah he had one guy on that was like some survivalist dude that runs like a company and like you join their group and like if shit goes down you'll be able to come to their company oh i've heard of that and that guy yeah. was such a fucking clown like yeah. I, there was some issue he would not back off of that tim kept like going at him about and i was just like this guy is like complete horseshit and then like, you have the that chat fucking like was rebelling he has that Seamus guy on all the time yeah. who's just like a cheesy cartoonist and dude, he's always just says catholic stuff he's just catholic as fuck yeah Dude, I hey, I don't want to keep girl talking about Tim Pool, yeah, but yeah, he's course, gay. Honestly, yeah. like I, that's something like on previous episodes, I've been like, oh, I listen, blah blah blah. blah. I have completely stopped. I swore off the shit. I'm going to Tim Pool's anonymous. I don't listen to anything and, well, see, that comes out of his is, mouth anymore. This is my last thing on him: is that he'll never be able to escape the fucking fact that he's a fucking nerd, and he comes off as a fucking nerd. You just gotta embrace it. Yeah, yeah. like we're nerds. Yeah. But we talk about magic. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, we yeah. Just don't give a fuck. He takes himself seriously is the problem. That's the real issue. Yeah. You should never take anything you do seriously in life ever. I think that that's terrible that's, advice. No, <laughs> I mean should, or no, it's no, actually no, the best me. advice. Too, too seriously. Well, it's, there's seriously and then there's too serious. That's the Jester pill, baby. Yeah. That's the fine yeah. balance between like just living an absurdist life of like realizing you can't change anything. Everything kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well just have a few laughs and enjoy yourself along the way. True. So true. Don't take yourself too fucking seriously. So true. But, yeah, I don't know. L's in the chat for this guy. I saw some other stuff. Yo, shout out uh, T. Coder. He's always hitting us up in the DMs, sending us some wild shit. So he sent a video. I want to shout him out. I will say I did find this video first. 
I did send it to the group chat. But nice. shout out for always fucking hitting us up. Simpsons did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but no, this is a this is like a video on just like billionaire families, and I think this is a this goes into the Cargills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah. So I kind of want to uh, play some clips. We haven't done clips in a while. We've done I kind of yeah. Let's let's, let's go clip. through some let's clips clippy, real quick. Dog. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I gotta move this so it doesn't feedback. Most secretive family in the world. We are the flower in your bread the salt on your fries, and the chocolate in your dessert. We are the pork or chicken you eat for dinner, the cotton in your clothing, and the fertilizer in your field. We are Cargill, the second largest private company in the world. Cargill has engaged in wartime profiteering in World War II. They tried to corner the corn market during the Dust Bowl, and they've obliterated rainforest biomes. They made a record $165 billion last year. Their intelligence on food and agriculture has even been said to exceed the CIA's. But it's entirely up to the Cargill family what is made public, because they still own 88% of the company. They are one of four corporations that nearly all agricultural commodities pass through, but their invisibility is no accident. You can't boycott Cargill if you can't see Cargill. That's why... Nah, it just repeats the video. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, dude. That was, I, yeah, the Cargills are such a wild rabbit hole to start diving down. And I know like, you've brought them up a couple times yeah, yeah. before, just kind of like surface level. Yeah. But yeah, that whole thing, that's a really creepy line. You can't boycott Cargill if you can't see Cargill. Yeah, it's a fucking private company. So it's not even like... It, it's crazy to think that a private company handles so much of what we eat. Well, I think what they're getting at is that they are so far removed from the end product. That's what makes them dangerous is because they're handling raw materials. Yeah, they do like handling, all the emulsification and stuff, yeah. and soy products and that kind of shit. Yeah, they're yeah. handling the grain. They're handling you know the raw components of all this shit. And then by the time it gets to you through Kellogg, General Mills, or whatever... 10 million fucking you know sub companies they've created to give you the illusion of choice almost all of the raw materials are coming from these people yeah and then you start lumping in things including, like including the feed for just animals as well yeah so it's not even like it's not even just the food we eat it's the food our food eats so that like, you gets can't into us it's you can't get away from like the poison exactly like, the poison. right i mean except for going to meat sources that are grass-fed, grass-finished, you know, farm-raised, like, going going hyper-local, yeah. focusing on the hyper-local, leaving the meta, you know? Well, kind of on, on the same vein of, you know, just industrial bullshit we do to food. Companies like Cargill and all these pr big mass producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found another clip that talked about uh, potatoes, what they do to potatoes. Bro. You'd think it'd just be pulling them out of the ground, right? You think it would be? <laughs> Potatoes Seems are like simple the enough. easiest thing to grow. <laughs> They're like the easiest one to grow. <laughs> Put it in the dirt. It makes a plant. Pull it out of the dirt. Uh, when, when you're making, when you're McDonald's, you like those red boxes with a little bouquet of very long chips. Uh, it looks really good. And so they insist that all their potatoes be russet Burbanks, and they further insist that they have no blemishes at all. And there's a very common defect of, of russet Burbank potatoes called net necrosis. And you've seen potatoes with a little brown line sometimes or spots that come through it. Well, McDonald's won't buy them if, you, if your potatoes have that. And the only way to eliminate that is to eliminate an aphid. And the only way to do that is with a pesticide called Monitor, 
that is so toxic that the farmers who grow these potatoes in Idaho uh, won't venture outside into their fields for five days after they spray. Uh, and then when they harvest their potatoes, they, they have to put them in these atmosphere-controlled sheds the size of a football stadium uh, because they're not edible for six weeks. They have to off-gas all the chemicals in them. That's buck wild. Yeah, that's like, um, that's what I'm now, like, I'm trying to get away from, like, artificial sweeteners. I remember something back in the day that said, like, the NutraSweet factory where they yeah. make, like, Splenda and shit. There's, like, parts of the factory you literally can't walk into without a full hazmat suit on. That's so insane. And that's just what they, like, I mean, stevia is a good alternative, you know, because it's plant. Stevia is plants. Yeah. It's like a leaf that gets ground up. Um, but I think they still bleach it and shit, you know, but it's because it's white. It's still white. But, um, yeah, like, there's a story of one of these guys, like, walked into the wrong part of the factory and it, like, excoriated the inside of his lungs. Like, Holy just, shit. <laughs> like, fried him. So just it's, from the it's open that air. Toxic. It's that fucking toxic. Well, you guys did a really, really dope lifting in the ruins episode on seed oils and, mm -hmm. and just industrial processing yeah, and yeah. why processed, overly processed food is really bad for Incredibly you. Incredibly toxic. And, you know, this really goes to show, same thing, like, you can't escape it. You can't go anywhere. They're, they're coming up with all these chemical capitalist solutions to very simple problems you know when you do things like um you know you plant the cer a certain kind of plant near a potato it might help with the aphids you know i don't know i'm retarded but there's ways there's of creating surely, an ecosystem yeah. a balanced ecosystem where you don't need to be spraying cancerous toxic material it's just fast easy yeah it's just fast easy somebody else is making a buck because they're they're having engineers come up with this product and oh you buy this roundup from us monsanto right you know and and you buy this from us and it'll kill all the aphids well you know uh, I was having a discussion today um, with this dude online, and he was talking about we were talking about like food and like the rise of junk food, mm -hmm. and that came to prominence due to like there being so many mouths to feed. And he was like, "So maybe like all these population control people have the right idea." Because that's the reason we have all this toxic food and like the quote. But but then I countered with, "Well, if these people that." are running the show didn't hog up all the fucking resources we wouldn't have to use junk bullshit food right because they're cramming us into these cities yeah. while you know bill gates has the most farmland out of anybody yeah. in america right now. literally hoarding the resource that's fucking literally weird yeah what are you doing bro well they're just, you know bugs dude gotta get ready for the bugs i, don't, I, I noticed yeah, my I don't algorithm know. has been pushing me more and more lately videos of people living in like those 10 by 10 apartments in new york and talking about how fucking happy they are about it really i've been getting a lot of those lately i've been i don't click on them but i've been noticing them getting pushed up you've been a noticer no, once again i'm gonna yeah. get arrested for noticing <laughs> one of these days <laughs> one of these days <laughs> uh what am i being charged with noticing too much <laughs> you, you know <laughs> you know what you did I just connected one too many dots, guys. Yeah, unfortunately. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about before the show started about that Daryl Brooks trial, right? Oh, my God, dude. So I haven't been paying so much attention, but yeah. I am fascinated and, and, by the fact that he's been going the sovereign citizen route. Yeah, like I touched and goad with it, and I didn't really start. Like the most I've watched of it was yesterday during his closing arguments, you know. But I did see like bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. And he's been just like kind of making a mockery of the whole thing like the court the whole proceeding just like 
wasting as much time as possible, acting the fuck out. Based. Like, just, yeah. If you if you hadn't killed sixty, if you hadn't ran over sixty people, I might be on his side. I mean, you know, if he was getting charged not, with like a weed charge, not cool, bro. That's if, he'd got, not you know, cool. if he was like getting a weed charge or it was some kind of property thing that they were coming at him, like t- building yeah. code or something, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" More people. But what are you gonna do? Honestly, throughout, think about it. Think about it. Think about it from his perspective. Yeah. If you just ran over sixty some people. And you went in there and, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, I learned my lesson. I did. So yeah, he's, he's still getting the book thrown at him. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to have a little fun. Let's I, I, the one Jester's thing privilege, baby. <laughs> the thing that made me so fucking happy was when he made the box fort. Yeah. Bro, did you see that? Oh, yeah. He made the box fort and was hiding behind it and yeah. was like just peeking out. Bugging. And I'm like, Dude. I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to like get insanity declared to him. Or what, you know? But it's like he didn't sell it enough to get that. Well, I don't think he is insane. I think he listened to our podcast and heard me talk about <laughs> the Admiral... strongest Ma- Uncle Ted's fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think Daryl Brooks is the strongest Uncle Ted's fan, and he listened to our episodes on Admiral Maritime Law. Yeah, right. Bro. Yeah, I, we were, I was having some He connected fun. the dots. I was having that was his fun. charge. Daryl Brooks connected too yeah, many dots. Because we watched it. The, me and the WP Discord guys were watching it. We had like a watch party yesterday. Where yeah. There was like seven or eight of us in there, and we were just having a good old time riffing on it. It was a real Discord moment. But uh, it was just insane. Like his closing argument was like, shit, like he's like, he's like, kept telling the jury, he's like, you have the power. Like, okay, so it opened up, and he, they, they, he had like the jury nullification thing going on, and he had brought it up, and like they told him, like, you were not allowed to tell the jury about jury nullification. Like you're not allowed to do that because like he's on trial, so he he can't physically like it just won't be considered essentially. Mm-hmm. But first thing he does is like talks about jury nullification. He's like, you guys could throw this the whole thing out if none of you agree to it. Like and like immediately did it, you know, and then like proceeded to talk about how his family is being harassed, uh, and his like and he has to explain to his daughter like why the media is saying all this terrible stuff about him. And like tried to say that and then he like he went through like every one of his excuses he had kind of made up so far. Mm-hmm. Like he talked about the Ford Escape that he had it had been recalled because the throttle body was fucked up. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, so he just he, he was like, "What if the person driving the car could not stop the car?" <laughs> and like, and he wouldn't refer to himself as Daryl Brooks when they yeah. said Daryl. He's like, "I don't know. I don't know anyone by that name." <laughs> he's like, "There's nobody by that name here." He's and, like, "Yo, that's my straw man." And he kept bringing up uh, subject matter jurisdiction. Which had already been established in the case. Yeah. He's like, you didn't, just for the, every day when they started, he'd say, I want to add to the record uh, that subject subject matter jurisdiction was never uh, established. And she's like, I have already established that. (laughs) Like the judge was, the judge, kind of a smoke show. And she was very patient the whole time. She seems like a very nice lady. But he was fucking berserk, man. The, The one day he came in in his jumpsuit instead of the suit. And they wigged out of it. You know, the judge is like, you need to go put your suit on. Like, what are you doing? He's like. He's like, well, how would they know? She's like, we don't want to like you to be. They don't want to associate with your trial with you being in custody, essentially. Yeah. So it's like fair. You know, it's kind of like in the mind of fairness. And so he's like, well, how would they know that I wasn't in custody? He's like, how would they not know that I wasn't wasn't in custody? Like, he's like, I'm here, aren't I? Like, you know, he just he was just arguing semantics and trying to like find technicalities he could get the case thrown out on. Well, that's kind of what sovereign citizens do when yeah. they they see like law. There's like, you know, 
citizens can travel unimpeded on a highway and yeah. so when they get pulled over and they don't have a license they're like oh the constitution <laughs> says i can travel unimpeded ac is point eight yeah right <laughs> like, you know. yeah like, i don't know i mean there definitely is like a lot to that shit and like laws really just are semantics i mean at the that's what lawyers do i mean bro that's that's what lawyers do it's yeah. just daryl brooks is a terrible lawyer <laughs> like that's yeah, what it is really bad at it he's yeah very bad so at it. i mean the sovereign citizen route admiralty maritime law all that shit like it is so fun and so fascinating yeah. and on some level like it might be true like we talk about the secret societies the freemasons setting up america right through all these different avenues and you know the dutch east india company the vanderbilts all the stuff that we talk about but right. i don't know man he but so he kept going and like the closing statement basically he signified that he had like no sign of remorse whatsoever and he yeah. was blaming god you know he said god allowed this to happen uh you know and that kind of stuff but i mean it can't all the charges came back guilty but he hasn't been sentenced yet mm -hmm. but you know it was just it was one of the wildest like carrying outs of justice i've ever seen in my life how about alex jones you know, never mind. I didn't watch the Alex Jones one though. So I didn't watch that going one after either. Him for like two trillion now. I don't know anything about that. Oh, but the most recent judgment was like forty-five million, and then a couple hundred million. Right? It was like it was like nine hundred. It was almost close a to a billion. It was almost a billion. And <clears throat> so I actually have. Remember we talked about Andrew Callahan, Channel Five. Yes. All gas, no breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you seen his interview with Alex Jones? I only saw the clip where he wigs out on him. So I I was watching the full Channel 5 interview the other day, and there's a part where after he talks with Alex Jones, he goes and visits the graves of the oh Sandy Hook God. kids. And then he goes and talks to the guy who's like prosecuting Alex Jones in Texas. Okay. So he talks to like one of the lawyers, prosecutors, whatever he is. I don't know. But I did want to pull it up. Just because I want, I want to uh, kind of examine what this guy is saying. Now, this guy is supposed to be impartial. He's carrying out the law, right? The law is supposed to be just like neutral. It is what it is. <laughs> like you, it's supposed to be blind. Justice is blind, right? Yeah, it's that's a, what it's supposed it's to be. Except it's got little slits cut in the, the right? blindfold. Because there's people like this carrying out these suits so i just kind of want to play this and i might pause it from time to time but uh a good pausing i like that dude yeah i just you'll you'll see what the fuck i'm talking yeah. about do you uh do you have a spare seltzer of course i do oh excellent uh, oh thank you all right let's see let me get this pulled up All right, so we're in uh, Newtown, Connecticut, where the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting took place around 10 years ago. It's a special week for this town because for the first time ever, Alex Jones is being made to stand trial in Connecticut. In a Connecticut courtroom just 20 miles from Sandy Hook, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones taking the stand forced to face his own lies. So right now we're on our way to go meet up with a trial attorney named Mark Bankston, who represented the Sandy Hook families in the uh, previous defamation case in Texas. Nobody thinks you killed the kid. Nobody thinks that, Alex. What you did, what you killed, is their ability to get over the death of their children. Look, I'm a parent. 
And I know my job. My job is to protect my kid. They couldn't be with their kids on December 12th, 2012, right? Like, they couldn't do that. And so when that happened, their job changed. Their job became to protect their kid's legacy. And so every day that this kept going on and they couldn't stop it, these parents are feeling like they're failing their kids over and over and over again. And I put that on Alex Jones more than anybody else in the country. So for those who don't know... I put that on Alex Jones more than anyone in the country. I mean, granted, he's talking about their ability to move on. He said, like, we know you didn't shoot him, Alex. We That's not what we're saying. But he it sounds like he has a personal vendetta. Yeah. He literally said, I hold Alex Jones more accountable than anyone in the he's world. He's one of those people who got so tilted off hearing it, just hearing Alex say it, that he yeah. fucking, like, took it way too to heart. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. There's there's a bunch of people like that, and I guess I get it because of the subject matter. You know, like I, I mean, I can understand people reacting viscerally, but it seems like a lot of them have like a very personal vendetta about it. The extent of the harassment that was experienced by the Sandy Hook families. I, there's no way I could do it just sitting here with you. It's unreal. Initially, it just started with rough contacts. You'd get people who were emailing them. People would find out their phone number, call them on the phone. But then you had people starting to show up in Newtown and destroy the memorials they had for their kids. They had people showing up at, at, you know, at their homes, knocking on their door. They had people going around and talking to their neighbors. And then it just kept escalating. As, as more and more people got caught into the wildness of it, there's Lucy Richards, right? Who was a woman who I have to have some level of sympathy with on, on some way because she's mentally ill. But she got obsessed with all these narratives and about Lenny Posner. She was in Central Florida. And when it got disclosed that that's where Lenny had moved to, and InfoWars put up his Boca Raton uh, mailbox where he picks up his mail. Well, I've got an article here from a guy I think was our last caller. He's been getting all kinds of grief from Mr. Posner. Social media shut down due to Sandy Hook false copyrights. What's interesting is they list the address for the Honor Network in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, 908 North Dixie Highway. There is no suite, but it's got two different buildings Oops. listed that address. Well, we'll just start investigating that. And I guess I'm going to have to probably go on up to New Newtown. I'm going to have to well, probably go investigate Florida as well. She decided, okay, that's my call to action. So she started stalking Lenny and Veronique through Central Florida. She would call and leave these messages. And I don't know if you've ever heard them, man. And, and maybe we'll get a hold of them for you or something just so people can understand what this is. But creepy. Did you hide your imaginary son in the attic? Are you still fucking him? You fucking Jew bastard? Look behind you. Death is coming to you real soon. Just this all... Okay. Okay. All right. Now that's fucked up. All right. Now that I gotta interject. I am not gonna. She, she, cannot defend really, that uh, in any she way. Really, uh, disavow. Uh, first of all, everybody disliked that. Okay, that is not cool. All right. A little crazy. Little, little uh, off I mean, the deep end. But also, we're talking about a completely mentally ill woman. It's well, not like, see, like using her as an example seems yes. kind of ridiculous because it's like, no, show me a case of like a perfectly sane person that was doing that shit. And there very why well could have been. Why are you focusing on just her because she's some batshit, mentally ill, bald lady who looks like the fucking butler from Scary Movie? Yeah, and is calling and asking if you're, you know, fucking, fucking your, your dead own child. Yeah. They, like, I mean, that's like clearly kind of unhinged. Bad, that's kind of a bad example, I feel like. Right. But so obviously, yeah, don't don't condone that one bit, but. I don't think, I don't know if anything Alex ever said was a call to action. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to say one way or another. I think it is kind of fucked up that they doxed what's his face. Like, we, like, hardline Info doxing Wars is not good. Not, yeah, that's, that's a, I mean, that's, that's kinda, a no no. It's very uh, easy to see why they are in the position they're in right now because of that, uh, very clearly. 
You know, I mean, if, if they hadn't done that, this crazy woman probably wouldn't have started doing that. So I'm, I, I have to kind of uh, lean towards, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. So that part of what he's saying, okay, yeah, all right, cool. Got it. But just hearing the rest of like how he talks yeah. about all this stuff is like, dude, you, you're supposed to be blind justice and you have such a personal, personal beef bias. about this. Yeah, yeah, he's very biased about it. Stuffed, he slurs and at him and every that don't even make any sense. Yeah. I mean, she called him the N word and <laughs> a, a, accused him that Noah is still alive and that he's got Noah in the attic and sexually assaults him every night. And and even after she was arrested by federal law enforcement and then she was sentenced um, to federal prison for a short period, uh, part of her conditional releases she cannot access Infowars. She's just simply not allowed to do that as a condition of her parole. I'm an X Files kid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a late 90s conspiracy guy. Man, conspiracy culture used to be fun. It used to not be so malicious and cruel. Area 51, fish-human hybrids, Roswell. I mean, it was it was kind of fluffy in its own way. Like, it didn't really hit, it didn't really matter at the end of the day what's at Area 51. It was a mystery box we could all have fun with. And there was a time when Alex Jones was hilarious. We just all kind of, like, watched him when he in his early days. But the moment he started commanding... I, I'll tell you, it goes hand in hand with the damn supplements. Sick of the globalist eugenicist control. Okay, here's notice my... how he stopped himself. He almost said commanding, and then he's like, "Wait, he never commanded anybody." Yeah. So he had like, to, so he has to switch like, to the supplements. Also, I want to know if this guy is a fucking IMDb because he seems like an actor. He looks like he might he have some tism too. Yeah. He he gives me the vibe of an actor. All those lines he's saying feel rehearsed. Yeah. And the but he keeps like awkwardly looking at the camera, like when he says weird shit. I don't know. He just stopped himself mid sentence, like he very well could, you know, yeah. be a, be an actor himself. But he's a, he's a lawyer. Yeah. Who dude. fucking knows? I don't know, man. Yeah, but then he goes into you know talking about his supplements and shit. See, that's but, why I, that's a weird thing to bring up. Well, to bring up the supplement, he'll he'll go into it. But I also kind of wanted to talk he about the how same shit Gwyneth Paltrow sells. I wanted to talk about how the guy was just talking about how he was a old school conspiracy head. Yeah, which I think is ridiculous. He's kind of using it kind of like we talk about all the time with like these intelligence assets and these people who are propped up is that they'll try to tell you something that'll like ingratiate them to you. So where it's like, oh, I'm kind of on his side. Like, oh, he's cool with aliens. Oh, he's cool with X-Files. Oh, he's cool with this. He's a good Fish dude. human hybrids. He's a good dude. But he draws the line at InfoWars. And it's like, what, what he also said that I think is really disingenuous that kind of struck me. He said, back then, conspiracies didn't matter. And I'm like, they've always matter also you didn't bring up mk ultra or mockingbird or any of the real yeah you shit. just talked about you roswell talked about, you talked about dumb like cryptid alien bullshit yeah which is like 90 percent of me wants to believe that a lot of that shit is just simply there to as discrediting you and know? also i want to know how categorizing a cryptid as a conspiracy theory like who's cons no, who's just, conspiring to make shit like it's not <laughs> who's conspiring there it's not that's like just the thing it's not like <laughs> You know, Gulf of Tonkin. It's not like mm-hmm. MK Ultra and all this shit. People actually conspiring together in and out in the open well, on I guess white papers. Sasquatch fakers. I don't fucking know. They dude. Con- they conspire, I guess. Well, listen to what he has to say about his fucking supplements. 
dropping poison to your water and laughing as you get sick and die? Start purifying your water with ProPure at InfoWars.com. We sell books, videos, t-shirts, high-quality water filters, short radios, cook stoves, survival food of the highest quality. Brain Force sold out in four days. Liver Shield sold out in a week. Prostagard sold out in a month. We have the highest quality nutraceuticals out there, bar none. Yeah. The, the government is going to starve you by the prepackaged food, yeah. right? The, the, the government has um, uh, released radiation into the environment by the iodine. You know, we, we were seeing that basically right after the month of Sandy Hook, his traffic went up darn near 50% yeah. from all the coverage he was doing that month of the hoax. So that caused him to double down. Did you hear what he just said? The hoax? All the coverage he was doing about the hoax. Was that a Freudian slip? I think that was a little bit of a slip. Was that a Freudian slip? Something's going on. I'm going to shut up. Yeah, something's going on, bro. Noticing. They've testified on the record. If we see traffic spikes, we try to emulate that. When Alex Jones said the school wasn't an operating school, when he said paramedics never even entered the building, when he said there are pictures of the children who are who they say died who are still alive, he didn't believe that shit. I, I don't believe Alex Jones thinks there's anything fishy about Sandy Hook, but he's going to keep saying it even right now. You know, he's still going to be weird about it. Why? It's not a matter of whether you believe it or not. It's a matter of whether you have carved a groove in your personality that the wheel just goes in that rut now. I think it would force a moment of ego he's not ready to confront. The Infowars. Yeah, that's, that's so weird to try to get this guy on this defamation case. Yeah. He says it's not about what you actually believe. It's a, it's a rut you carve out. So they're basically saying now we're going to be prosecuting people yeah. based on what we find agreeable or not. Yeah, it's a pretty dangerous precedent to set there. Pretty, pretty open-ended. Yeah, and, and my other thing was like, and not to get too like into this stuff or say anything too crazy, but like there was incidences where people who died at Sandy Hook, their pictures were used at like other things that happened. Saying, yeah, and see, I don't, I were, don't know about that. They were saying they were yeah. a victim. Like I saw, I saw that happen. So I'm like, how do you explain those things? Well, like, one of the craziest things I remember the day Sandy Hook happened. I think I was on a road trip somewhere, and mm -hmm. we pulled into like a Burger King yeah. that happened to be showing the news. Yeah. And I remember like sitting down, like eating Burger King and watching this thing happen. And you're like, fuck. And I swear to God, I remember them saying there was two shooters, bro. No, there was a clip of the cops chasing a guy in camouflage into the fucking woods. Yes. And that clip never reappeared again. You can still I find it somewhere. It I, I saw it live. I saw it live, too. I, I memory hold, like, I remember, like, sitting at a fucking Burger King watching. Because, like, everyone remembers where you are. Like, I remember where I was when 9-11 happened. I was young, but I was at school. Yeah, I was at school. I remember going home and getting on the bus and being like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going home? Fuck yeah, yeah bros. <laughs> But I don't know. We were getting home. They're like, they're celebrating in Afghanistan. We're going to war. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I just I just thought that whole Andrew Callahan, Callan, whatever. I thought that interview he did with Alex Jones, like, it's obviously hilarious. Like, yeah. what, what Alex Jones does. Like, he goes out and he's basically like, I killed the kids. Yeah, I did. It, it was me. Yeah, I did it. it. I pulled me. the trigger. Yeah. He's like, I'm Adolf Hitler. He's like, I'm I'm the worst guy ever, blah, blah, blah. And he just leans into it. Yeah. And it's, it's a great interview. But, yeah, to, to see... One of the lawyers for the family, and I guess with him being a lawyer, he has to be biased because he's fighting for a client, which I completely understand that, I guess, but oh, yeah. it just seems like such a personal fucking, like... It, it, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like now they're really setting that precedent. Everyone always warned about the slippery slope of persecuting free speech. Yeah. And now we're living it out. It's well, actually coming to fruition. free speech persecuted through, like... 
the concept of what your speech caused versus like it's like he just said it you know at the end of the day and like the rulings are being done on like events that transpired after what he said well couldn't that also be said for like hitler like all he did was talk and rouse a bunch of people (laughs) up yeah you know to some extent like people do need to be held accountable there was a lot of decisions that were made by him so it's like alex didn't i guess he did do some things to cause a little bit of the stir around it yeah like the doxing not the doxing not Not a great idea that wasn't a great idea. not a good idea not a good look yeah they can get you on that alone you know yeah so i mean that that alone is not good like you said but (laughs) i don't know for the rest of it they definitely are i've heard a lot of people say it's like when they give serial killers nine life sentences yeah it's like they know they're not going to be able to serve nine life sentences it's a symbolic thing so they know alex jones is never going to be able to pay a billion dollars to these people yeah and and in the sensationalization of it i think is to cause a chilling effect in the community yeah you know to be like, yeah, you're not allowed to talk about this shit, or we'll fucking come after you. Because he's yeah. gonna, it's going to go to appeal, and he's going to end up paying like court costs, and maybe like a couple mil. Well, also, look, it seems like the, okay, the numbers so, are just make it to make it seem so much crazier than it is. So school shootings is one of those third rail topics that you just can't really go that deep on. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, anti-Semitism. Kanye finally getting dropped by Adidas. He's getting dropped yeah. everywhere, dude. All his shit is getting dropped because he's, he's, he's doubled be, down. He's done, yeah. He quadrupled down, bro. That's like a fucking high-level quadruple Def down. DEFCON 3. I did see a lot of people fucking being like, well, you guys are kind of making... You guys are kind of proving his point with this. Yeah. Which is inter- an interesting take. Well, and it's funny because, yeah, it's like that other third rail of you cannot criticize any of it yeah. in the slightest yeah. without well, being well, dropped. Uh, you could. It's just how you criticize it, I suppose. That's fair. That's it's how fair. you criticize it. It's, uh, you know, out- outright like kind of inferring that one group of people controls the world and does all that. Like you're going to get in trouble. For you that can't one. just say that. You're going to get yeah, in trouble for yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Man. And, uh, you know, and history will prove that it's not just one group of people. It's a lot of people. Always. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking people. Yes. That is facts. Yeah. Spitting bars, for sure. But, yeah, that's some, that's some heavy shit. I mean, I feel bad for Alex, but it's like, yeah, you kind of brought it on yourself in a way, one way or another. Yeah, by being a sensationalist, like, fucking... I mean, like, you're running a channel where you've been basically taken off every conventional platform. Right. You have to do bombastic things to get to people to even fucking get to your shit. You know, I mean, you've changed IP, like you've changed pages, internet pages several times because they've been taken down, blacklisted, essentially. Well, they even say, like, if they take everything from Alex, he'll still be able to get on a bullhorn, stand on a street corner and get his audience back within five seconds a week. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, it's not like he's such a personality, such a force. Like he's a meme. And also like taking him down makes more people want to fucking be on his side. Yeah. Like that makes way more people be like, no, hence why there's people fucking supporting ye right now. Who's all about it. Right. I mean, there's like these right wingers, rightoid grifters who like support Israel, are like falling on a fucking hill to fucking defend ye right now. Oh, yeah. dying on oh, a hill yeah. to defend ye. Which is just a weird... It's weird. Everything's all honky. Weird. Everything's all inverted and strange right now. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> CERN, dude. We talked about it. Yeah, we're just so off balance at this point. I think point. this is all because of CERN. It's all bled. Real. It's like bled through. Multiple timelines have bled through, and it's just gotten retarded. 
Yeah, that's probably that's the most accurate, I think, like hypothesis yeah, <laughs> that I'm, we could come up with. I got my finger on the pulse. Man, nothing gets past us. Nope. Nothing. Not, nothing. The, not the noticers, dude. Who notices the noticers? <laughs> well, shit, I think you you did some yeah. deep noticing this I, week. Yeah, I've been having a little fun kind of digging into some stuff. Um God, that tiny writing, but I'll see if I can read some of it. But um, I was digging into some stuff about, like, um, I'm trying to kind of tie it all together, you know, mentally. You're still, you're still bubbling it over. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you've Basically, you I do want to, like, this is stuff where I kind of want to do some deep research and come back to it. Yeah, you've absorbed you know? a lot in a short amount of time, and it's kind of like a stew that hasn't fully, like, kind of congealed. The flavors haven't all bled in. And you gotta, you gotta put it in the fridge for a day or two. Yeah. Let it really, like, chunk up. Yeah, but this yeah. is, like, this is, like, on par with, like, that uh, nationwide serial killer thing I was talking about. You know, it's kind of on that oh, par. Like, it's, like a, like a, a wide-reaching conspiracy. Like a ring? No, well, yeah, like, what I talked about with the program to kill stuff a while back, it was, like, God knows, I'm months ago, but, like, this, I'm saying this kind of stuff is on the same level, but it's not the same thing. Like Jason Bourne shit. Yeah, like it's high level stuff of like like the very th- nature of our digital reality was like kind of shaped to be like that from the beginning. Like with programming like, humans. Yeah, like very much um so we go back to like ARPA, the original Harbinger of DARPA. Back in the day, um it was just like it wasn't really specific. DARPA isn't even like specifically a military branch. It's an organization that hires contractors to do work for the military. Yeah. And then they decide, the military, like, heads of DARPA decide what projects become what, you know? And back in the day, they wanted to try and connect computers together. You know, a few few computers had been made, and they had kind of gotten to where they're serviceable. And uh, during Vietnam, kind of rose to prominence where they wanted to make a bunch of computers connect together. And they made ARPANET. But, um, you know, they had, like, crazy advanced technology even in Vietnam. Like, there was a building um, you could go into in one of the camps. Uh-huh. Where they had like a three story tall like display of like a real time picture without like but this was before satellites were even advanced or even what? really up there. They had a real time picture of the Ho Chi Minh Trail, the whole thing. And they could track troop movements on it. How are they doing it? It was like they used different like uh these little like kind of probes they'd put all over the fucking place to take measurements and like give them info they had it laid out so they could they had the picture laid out but then they had all this these little nodes and things out in the jungle that were taking readings and shit mm-hmm. and it would feed the data back real time to them so they could see what was going on no shit yeah they had they had that during fucking vietnam like it was basically like a giant like what you would see in a command and control room nowadays yeah that was just like a rudimentary ass version of it true and that rose that that kind of came up with the idea of where they wanted to make all the computers because the military always had like an internal net that they used even in the 40s and 50s yeah you know during like world war ii and shit there was an internal net it was just computers that could talk to each other it wasn't like the internet you know but it was early precursor of it but that idea itself was taken by those arpa guys and rose to a new level where they wanted to make it to where like oh you're on the other side of the country you can communicate with somebody and collaborate with them in real time. And that's where kind of the first ideas of the internet start coming up. Nice. And it was built from the ground up by these like, couple scientists, um, nerds that worked at ARPA. And um, so it was developed for the military because ARPA developed it. You know, we always talk about. military projects always become civilian consumer items eventually yeah like lifelog facebook is just lifelog yeah facebook and facebook was just a are you hot or not 
fucking thing at first yeah. over at Harvard. That's all it fucking was. You know, it's, it's like all this stuff, all these little plucky guys who figure this shit out. But most of this stuff has been like almost designed this way because the people who started that stuff, there's a book called Cybernetics by the guy's last name's Wiener. It was really hard to take it seriously. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> he wrote Cybernetics and that was a talk. And there's another guy who wrote a book called The Living, the Living Brain or The Living Mind. And it was investigating the very nature of the human mind that they almost think it's meant to be merged with a machine because of how it operates. This is your first transhumanist guys. Spooky. Very serious about transhumanism. Um, they develop like merging with machines and they develop the internet with kind of those intentions in mind initially. Like that, the one day this will lead to that. No, if we start doing this one day, it's going to lead to that. That's so icky. Yeah, it's they're gro- they're gross little weirdos, but they they're the ones who came up with this stuff, and the military started using it, and there was like huge scandals in the '60s because the military was keeping using the internet stuff to keep tabs on average citizens, like even before the NSA was really doing it. You know, mm-hmm. the military had files of like uh, like when a lot of the riots were happening, the race riots in the '60s and stuff. They had like representations of war games in there that were like U.S. soldiers in black neighborhoods, basically, <laughs> and like how to fight and take them over and shit. Army versus the Crips, basically, or Black Panthers is what it was. Army versus the Black Panthers, yeah. you know, in the '60s, um, and they were using that stuff in real time, and they got a fuckload of trouble for it, and had were supposed to like dismantle it and get rid of it, but they never actually got rid of it, and because they, they had their internal internet, so it was just they were holding on to it. Yeah, and so you know we progressed through time. Um, the internet starts kind of reaching its early phases and um, the very nature of it being militaristic, like that's where we get to like, you know, the Snowden leaks with the NSA stuff and how like they collecting data on everyone like that shit came from Google. Google, their whole business, their whole business was data collection. Right. When they've from the outset because they wanted to make their search engine work better because it would make more ads, you know, to people and make them more money. Well, and also, too, they would see who's searching what, yeah. what's hot right now. Yeah, you, you know, associate it, key. Initially, it was like very rudimentary, like keyword association. Uh huh. But then eventually it got to the point where they, they, you know, Eric Schmidt playfully said that, like, in an interview candidly recent, like, in the last year or two, talked about how he's like, we really don't even need you to search anything. We already know what you think. That's so weird. Yeah, like Google has become some kind of like precognition dream machine now. Uh, it's not. That's not like it's not just a search engine anymore. Yeah, it's like a like we're already in it. You know, like we're right. already in it. Like, right, right. We're fucked. We just don't know. Yeah, we just can't. We can't tell because our interface with Google is very cursory, and we don't really pay too much attention to like that peripheral stuff that goes so they, on with they it. So they have the social credit score on us. They have precognition, I would warrant, because it the internet was originally, the, and that's the part I left out, is that the military wanted it for precognition. They wanted it to be a system, the, the data collection thing. There was a bunch of huge hearings about like data collection that the military was doing on civilians and stuff. Wasn't well, that kind of the ultimate goal of just like being able to see into the future? Like that's yeah, kind of yeah, control things and predict them before they happen. And, it, and if you know what your adversary is going to do, if you know what your population is going to do, if you know what you know, any even down to like a single target, you know, problem individual. Yeah, there was um, there's actually a cool having control is like the number one target. Actually, there's a great quote by this guy, a psychologist, Eric Fromm, um, and it said, and this is this is relating to Google's shit. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Boom. Yeah. So that's kind what of happened what, to "Don't Be Evil." 
I like that one. <laughs> I think they still have that, don't they? No, they got rid of they it. They got rid of that. Yeah, they were able to maintain that kind of kishy front for so long. But like they, you know, they they were harvesting so much data on people and like willingly collaborated with the NSA on the dragnet surveillance. Yes. You know, Facebook tried to act all taken aback after the Snowden stuff and was like, we would never. And now you got Zuck saying, Yeah, the FBI came to us and like we you know, we crammed a story. You know, so the the there was a lot of guys in tech, I think, that had some level of integrity for a little bit, but it's like that's all gone now. Yeah, because they've all realized that it's like, yeah, it's better to be on the winning team. You know, it's bigger than oil. I mean, yeah, data is data is oil now. You know, data is the oil. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but like I read every single privacy policy, like even when I got this new hard drive, you're autistic as shit. Yeah, I I got this hard drive. And I plugged it in and they wanted to install a driver and a driver said like agree to something before like, installation. Hold up, let me get my monocle out. And they basically this. said that okay, I da- I bought an external this is how crazy it's gotten. I bought an <laughs> external hard drive for my computer. Right. And when it's plugged into my computer, it's connected to the internet. And they wanted me to agree. I'm not using it, but they wanted me to agree that some like Asian company would be able to read all my emails, would be able to do ev- like everything. Sus. Know my bank account info. They'd be able to sell that to other people. And like when you actually read what you're agreeing to on it, it's fucking wild. Yeah. It's insane. And I literally bought like a $40 like terabyte hard drive on Amazon that some random company that I've never heard of wants to mine my shit yeah. and they want to make a buck off me. And we wonder why we live in some like dystopian hellscape. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no, they definitely like it's gotten to such a level now. I mean, I, I think they already probably have some kind of precognitive system. Yeah. Like that can predict crime, you know, on some level. I sure. think they already have something like that. It's just not like fu- fully tuned to like where they want it yet. So that's why we don't know about it. But I'm sure it's still in beta testing right now, you know? Like, we're going to be in Minority Report here soon. Yeah. You know, it won't take very long. And the the craziest part was, remember I always talked about the collective consciousness and, like, how we're making all these dystopian ideas and introducing all these dystopian ideas, and it's actually making us, like, activate into it. and Like, real- manifest it. Yeah, and manifest it. Yeah. So, like, self-realize it. All these fucking nerds who, like, did all this shit, these transhumanist guys... All, a lot of the stuff that they did was, like, based... And their inspiration was based off of, like, popular sci-fi, like, dystopian novels. Mm. So, like, they were trying to create the very thing that they saw in the book that was, like, the awful thing. And they're like, no, I'm going to make this. Yeah, it's like, no, that's cool. Yeah, like... That's uh, cool. Like, um... Was it Netrunner was one that one guy was quoted as... His, was his inspiration for what he wanted to do with, like, um... Connecting, um... Some sort of program and then, like, Google Earth... The inspiration for that was from a Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. Oh no shit! Of a, of a fully generated 3D world, you oh, know. Word. Yeah, that was from Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash book, which is actually a really good book. But uh, but that's like that's like one of those like they live in like a mm-hmm. virtual reality game and like log into it. You know, they have avatars they walk around as and shit. But um, yeah, the other thing. So to get into that, um. The psyop and mind war stuff and the very kind of like that kind of thing getting in, like becoming prominent. Uh, we have to talk about a certain colonel, lieutenant colonel named um, Michael Aquino. And uh, some of you have probably seen him and don't know who he is. He's the guy with the weird fucking like owl eyebrows. He's a little freak. Um, and he was an original one of the original founders of the Church of Satan with LeVay. 
Oh, weird. Yeah, him and LaVey were together, and then he broke off when I guess Satanism wasn't cool enough for him. He broke off and formed the Temple of Set, which is a much darker, kind of weirder, like darker than Crowley type magic that they practice. But it's like all like self-realizing using magic to like empower yourself in your life. Now you're starting to creep me out. Yeah, so that's that's Michael Aquino for you. And uh, he's uh, his mom... Betty Ford Aquino, she was uh, one of the star children. You remember, you know, the gate program, the gifted program? Yeah. That we all get tested for. Everybody get, you know, everyone in life, if you go to public school, you get tested for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the purpose of the gate program, the Rockefellers invented it, and it was to pick out the people who would be good executives mm-hmm. and for executive and high-tier positions in society, and then everyone else is either going to be a good soldier or a good worker. So if you didn't make the snuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... But she was like the star that she, I think, you know, she went to like graduated Harvard at like 17 and shit. Like she was just like a genius. And uh, she was part of like founding all these. Um, she almost helped like kind of prop up a lot of the, what started the counterculture, like the radio station in Berkeley. That was like the big counterculture radio. And like she she was very instrumental in that. So his mom already has some pretty sus like spook spook esque connections you know right so of course naturally like he's gonna follow the path of supreme weirdness mm-hmm. you know i just don't see how a guy like him becomes a lieutenant colonel in the fucking army i'd be like you run a satanic temple yeah how like, did how <laughs> like, did this slip through the cracks yeah like yeah. He, and the, but the reason they wanted him i think is because of his thoughts on psyop like he was in the psyop division and he headed up project monarch which is an mk ultra thing no shit yeah and uh, he was one of the heads on it but so like if we dig into psyop a little bit uh, it was that that uh, thing said support by truth or something like that. What's the thing at the top? Yeah, said? support. Support by truth. Come on. Yeah. So I guess I'll try and read some excerpts from it. Um, let's see here. I think that's just an. Let's do that. Let's do that. The advantages of mind war. The advantages of mind war is that it conducts war in a non-lethal, non-injurious, and non-destructive way. Essentially, you overwhelm your enemy with argument. You seize control of all of the means by which his government and populace process information to make up their minds. And you adjust it so that those minds are made up as you desire. Everyone is happy. No one gets hurt or killed. Nothing is destroyed. Ordinary warfare, on the other hand, is characterized by its lack of reason. The antagonists just maim or kill each other's people and steal and destroy each other's land until one side is hurt so badly that it gives up or both sides uh, are hurt so badly that they agree to stop short of victory. After such a war, there's a lasting misery, hate, suffering. The only loser in mind war are the war profiteers, companies, and corporations which grow fat on orders from helicopter for helicopters, tanks, guns, munitions, etc. Consequently, what President Dwight Eisenhower referred to as the military-industrial complex can be counted upon to resist implementation of mind war as the governing strategic conflict doctrine. Uh, I would argue that mind war is not used in warfare. It is used on the populace. Well, I don't know. conventional warfare still goes. No, think about it, though. How many times do we go in, like, Arab Spring was because of Facebook? Like the Arab Spring was like a PSYOP, yeah, for sure. Like, and there's so many things that we go in and destabilize countries through PSYOPs. You don't think we're PSYOPing other no, countries, No, it's, it's, coupled, it's coupled, for sure. So I, what I think the saying, ones where we can't get involved, we PSYOP the fuck out of them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, uh, no, that's crazy. And that's coming from this guy, and the date on this was 1970? Yeah, yeah. This is when he wrote the paper, because this is like an addendum to the book. I ordered the book because I want to read it real bad. But um, 
No, he wrote this in 2003, and I think it was a reflection 2003? on it. 2003? It was a reflection on it. Crazy. Yeah. So we'll post this on the Patreon yeah, yeah, we can so throw y'all it up can so read you guys it. Can check it out. It's, it's, re- it's a short little, like, 10-page thing. It's it's pretty chill, though. And, like, you know, so, yeah, deliberate. So Mind War is the deliberate, aggressive convincing of all participants in a war that we will win that war, which I think we Democrats saw that. Democrats and I Republicans. Think, I think we saw that through Iraq and Afghanistan. We Any way you slice it, dude. Yeah. Any way you slice it, it's that Hegelian dialectic, and when mm-hmm. you pick your team... They're going to convince you that you're going to win if you just stay on the team. Yeah. If you stay on the team, good things will come. And so they can use and abuse you. And they use things like the internet to enact these mind wars in these games, which mm-hmm. I think is what you're getting at. Yeah. So, and Aquino, with his like occultic connections, you know, I think he was able to kind of postulate things in such a way that like it, uh, it very much smacked of like, you know, I, he just using dark weirdness, you know, and, and that ties into, too, like um, the CIA uh, with the LSD. There's a great book on it called Acid Dreams. But uh, that guy, when he was running shit over there, uh, Sidney Gottlieb, um, he was the one doing all kinds of shit, like randomly dosing fucking coffee pots in the office and watching what happened. And like they t- they took several black men and just like locked them in a room and dosed them repeatedly with acid over the course of a few days just to see what would fucking happen. And like basically tortured them you know this guy's a freak that and guy right there. all of this stuff came you know the funniest thing is um the deep-rooted connections of like a lot of the people around the grateful dead and shit and the hippie culture forming up uh yeah we had a patreon episode the, the on use that. the using of strobe lights yeah uh the electric kool-aid acid tests and the way they use the strobe lighting mm-hmm. ken kesey was actually like they alleged that he was like conducting experiments at the time it wasn't like it wasn't just like a cool party yeah because like a lot of the beat guys and stuff were part of like Stanford tests on acid, like Allen Ginsberg and um, William S. Burroughs was like, he was like a rich fail son of like a incredibly wealthy family who was yeah, one of the yeah. beats, you yeah. know? And he has a very odd connections. Like he was, he's like, he's told Ginsburg, well, you should go to these experiments and get dosed. And like, Hey, let's go like flicker. <coughs> our, the, the flicker pattern stuff was an MK ultra test as well. True. And uh Burroughs was part of that and was like a huge advocate for it. Cause it since you had like into it, they figured out that they can almost mimic LSD's effects just by using flicker patterns. Like with wow. strobing. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, all every it seems like every counterculture you get into that you think is like unique and cool and like wow they were just like on the road hippies like you know it, it's all military intelligence and every it's last all manufactured one of them. and I know you said a lot of the musicians were military brats themselves yeah, yeah. and the, intelligence yeah. boot kids yeah and um I mean Tom Leary says I credit the CIA wholly with starting the consciousness revolution yeah wasn't Jim Morrison's dad involved in Gulf of Tonkin yeah he was an admiral yeah. It runs so deep. It runs so it, it makes, deep. It, it almost smacks that like rea- almost the entirety of like most of reality is manufactured by some group somewhere. Yeah, the Fort Detrick, the CIA base for mind control experiments, dude. Damn, so, 1954. Yeah, look, there, there you go. This is the one. Seven black inmates. These were prisoners, and they fed them double, triple, and quadruple doses of LSD for 77 days straight. And no one knows what happened to him. Jesus Christ. They just, nobody knows what happened to these guys, where they're at, what happened to and them. And this happened to Fort Detrick? This is Fort Detrick, yeah. This is, they, 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 that's where they did all the MK, like a lot of the main MK Ultra experiments. God damn. Yeah. And this, uh, so there's, it's, it's fucking bonkers, dude. They, they were really like doing all kinds of fucked up crazy shit during, the, and they had like limitless money for it as well. 
So they're getting, and this is part of the black budget we always talk about, is that they're getting state funding and they're laundering it in ways, or they're getting money off the books by like running guns and drugs. Yeah, so they're getting money off the books and they're just building places like Fort Detrick. They're just like throwing them up and being like, hey, we can do whatever. Black sites we don't even fucking know about. Bro. There's there's tons of US black sites. Like people alleged, like one of them was leaked in Chicago. Um, oh, a couple years ago, it was an abandoned because they like kidnapped some random black dudes off the street and like they fucking got out and were like because they weren't what they like weren't the guys they were looking for or no something shit. and they got and they like ratted about where they were taken. It was some abandoned hospital in Chicago that was actually just a CIA black site where they take people and torture them on U.S. soil and, and it's like fully operational yeah. and like just yeah. right there. Yep. Jesus Christ. The the more you start thinking about the CIA as an organized crime family, yeah. The, the more the things they do start to make sense. Like there's an explanation for them because it's a very clear, it's a very clear like pattern of behavior that like they, they're, they're a lawless entity. Well, and that's the thing. We kind of talk about examining the state and how the state is always an arbiter of itself. Yeah. Intelligence is just the ultimate version of the state yeah. where it has all the intel on everybody. It's doing stuff off the books. They're not even beholden to the public at mm-hmm. all yeah they don't give a fuck they're like them. the most realized version of state abuse yeah yeah it's like it's um it's all the things the state likes to make you think it doesn't do but from like coming from one place you know they're they're the arbiters of that they they make that shit happen because they and they claim it's for nationals they get to hide under the blanket of national security at all times we're doing it for you guys yeah we're protecting you people yeah like, yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not too i'm not By jiving. bombing brown that's not jiving with me dude in caves in afghanistan <laughs> that ain't jiving with me bro <laughs> yeah i don't know but yeah that michael aquino guy i i hadn't really heard of him to be honest so like i'm definitely glad you brought that up he's very influential in like uh, what I think goes on with like how we're fed propaganda today, like I think, I think U.S. citizens are currently under mind war. So, like at all, times. yeah, and at especially with the repeal of the Smith Munt Act, yeah. and it's all connected, man. You've been noticing too much, man. You've I'm, been connecting like too many dots. Things. You're just a goddamn nudiser. You'll never stop me. 